What if I tell you, Jesus said, love your enemies. That make, you've all heard that before, right? Okay. What if I said, Jesus tells us to pray for your enemies? We know that. He told us that. What if I said, though, that if they're your enemies, you have to admire their faith and do likewise, just like they do? No. No. Loving our enemies doesn't mean becoming our enemies. Praying for our enemies does not mean praying that they will change, but praying that God will bless them whether they change or not. That's between them and God. But it's their faith, not necessarily mine. Did you ever notice, and I'm going to tread a little bit into some area that we don't talk about very much, but it's to make a point. Did you ever notice that uh, people who bomb abortion clinics are never suicide bombers? I wonder why. Don't get any ideas. In all these cases where we have enemies, we may be looking at people who do things God told us not to do. And things that we can extrapolate from the gospel that we know God would not want us to do. Fair enough? Okay. Suppose that someone in here believes gambling is a sin. Living in Ruidoso. <laughs> it's going to drive them nuts. But let's just say they believe that. Should they go and blow up casinos and the racetrack? No. I can't believe you didn't say no. Come on. No. Of course not. If you believe gambling is a sin, then don't gamble. Because I got news for you. If you believe it is and you do it, it's a sin. You violated your own conscience. Now suppose somebody believes that drinking is a sin. Are we supposed to go in and burn down bars and liquor stores? I, the answer to that is no. You can say it. We're not carry nation. We don't wander in with a hatchet and start screaming at people and chopping the place up. That's not what we do. If you believe drinking is a sin, don't drink. If you're an alcoholic, don't drink. You know what it costs. But if you're not an alcoholic and you don't believe it's a sin anyway, have a drink. Who cares? But you can't go burn down bars and liquor stores. We can't burn up casinos and horse racing tracks. We are not called to violence. We're not called to committing crimes against our brothers and sisters. We might have to die for our faith. Probably not. But it's always a possibility. And we're certainly not called to commit suicide for our faith. 
What we are called to do is a lot harder. And it's more dangerous. We're called to live for our faith. To live it out in a world where it's not always considered good news. We're called to exist in this world but have our minds on the, on the other. Think about what Mark was telling us. Jairus knows that Jesus is a healer. He is known for making blind people see and deaf mute people hear and speak. People who cannot walk get up and walk again. So this leader, he is the head rabbi of that synagogue. And we know how the, the religious leaders of Jesus' people felt about him at the time. But here is a man who undoubtedly has heard Jesus is a heretic, etc., etc. But his daughter is dying. Suddenly Jesus is not an enemy because a father will grasp at any straw to save his children. Now, Jairus is running the possibility that other religious leaders will hear about this and he's going to have to pay a price for it. Well, he doesn't mind paying it for his daughter. His messenger shows up and says, the girl is dead. Leave this rabbi, leave this teacher alone. And Jesus says, let's go anyway. Come on, we're going to go anyway. Well, but all these people, they say she's dead and we get to the house and all these people are mourning and wailing. And if you've never been so sad that you've wailed, you have missed something. Because that comes from deep, deep down in our soul. And everybody says, she's dead. She's dead. She's not breathing. Maybe they knew about pulse, but I don't think so. But she's, she's turning white, her lips are blue, whatever. And Jesus says, no, she's just asleep. Come on. And he runs everybody else out of the house. I don't know why. I've always wondered that. If you figure that out, let me know. Because I'd like to know. But he runs everybody out except her parents and the disciples he brought with him. People laughed at him, and we wonder why. They're in the midst of mourning, and they laugh when Jesus says, no, she's only sleeping. Let's go wake her up. All these people laugh because they know it doesn't matter how good a healer you are, you can't heal a dead person. They know that. You know, if she was still just sick, we, you know, no big problem, but... She's not sick. And I wonder too, an aside, I hope you'll think about this too. If you get sick and then you die, are you no longer sick? Or are you as sick as you can possibly get? I don't know. I've wondered about that too. Welcome to Tony Land. <laughs> 
These people know Jesus can't heal somebody who's already dead. It's just not possible. And Jesus knew what their reaction would be. He is Jesus. And he said it out loud anyway. What we're hearing from Matthew is Jesus telling his disciples, look, you can't be as good as me. You are not me. I tell our young people, don't go out in the world and try to be Tony. Please don't. <laughs> you will pay the price, I promise you. Go and be who you are. Because that's the only thing you can do perfectly, is be yourself. Now yourself will not be perfect because you are who you are. But that's all Jesus asks is that we be like Jesus. And what is our reward? like you don't know me. I'm asking a question. Glenn's the only one's kind of almost saying an answer. Jesus tells them, look, you follow me and do what I do. And people call me evil. The embodiment of all that is wrong and all apostasism? I can't remember. They call me an apostate, a, a, a heretic then what are they going to call you? You'll get it double. So don't start thinking that this is going to be easy on you. But you go and be my people anyway. Go and do it. Don't worry about the cost. Should you fear them? No, fear God. What are they going to do to you? Kill you? I always figured people would say, well, you don't want to die. Well, no. I really don't. But if somebody kills me over some issue, then they've got my dead body. What's that worth? $3.95? Maybe $4? That's all they've got. And I guarantee that anybody who kills me is going to have to deal with a, I'm going to make sure they have to deal with a real stinky body real fast. <laughs> The sparrows thing doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Doesn't a sparrow... Isn't it part of God's creation and God knows what's going on with it? Yeah, absolutely. But you're worth more than a sparrow. And I'm telling you, this is Jesus, and I'm telling you that being worth more than a sparrow says that to all of these people who might want to kill your body, so what? You want to kill my body? Here it is. So what? In the end, it does not matter. If they call you names, so what? It does not matter. But Jesus is saying something even more profound than we can see at first glance. But first, the question. What stops us from living the gospel? 
What's so hard about it? I'm telling you, it's not It's simple. It can be difficult. What stops anybody from saying what they're called by God to say? It's very simple. Fear. I'm afraid. People might think I'm weird. Well, they thought Jesus was weird, so what do you expect them to think of you? He told us, they're going to think you're stranger than me. But fear stops us. And why does it stop us? That comes back to a profound subtext. Who was accusing Jesus? Satan? The religious leaders. No. Who? The religious leaders. The religious leaders were accusing Jesus of things. It was his own people. It wasn't the Romans. It wasn't the Ethiopians. It wasn't the Persians or any pagan unclean Gentile. It was his own people. The danger is not that they won't like us. It's our own people, other members of our community, who are probably also Christians who might call us ugly names. Do we do that in return? No. Absolutely not. But the danger for us is that not that they can kill us or that they would, although some might. The danger is that they can impose a social death on us. And I submit to you that that is the, where the fear comes from. Anybody can die for their faith. But living for it can cost you an awful lot in this life. We think of what ifs. What if I can't win? What if I want to go to City Hall and speak the truth to power? I know I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm, who am I? They're not going to listen to me. Well, they'll listen, but they won't hear anything. What if people don't like me? I, w I resisted having my name put on that sign for a long time because I was afraid because people from San Angelo who know me come up here to ski or go to the horse or just hang out where it's not so hot. And I was afraid with my name on that sign, they might come up here and throw rocks through these windows. They know me. And I stood up for things I believed in, which means I made enemies. I don't think of them as enemies, but what if I get hurt? What if they hurt me in some way? What if the, somebody hacks the computer and destroys my credit rating? And I noticed none of you laughed because we all know that's not funny. Well, maybe people will mourn us because they loved us. But if we don't love them, they can't hurt us. And Jesus says, love them anyway. And when they might hurt us, Jesus says, so what? It doesn't matter. I've been accused of being un-American because... I love Muslims. So what? I've been accused of 
all kinds of things, but think about the people who went up against Joe McCarthy. Now, I'm not, I want you to know I'm not old enough to remember him, but I know some of you are. Those people lost everything, not because of who they were, they lost it because of other Americans. Their own people. God says, okay, if you lose everything, let me tell you what you cannot lose no matter what. You can't lose me. You can't lose my love. You can't lose your place in my kingdom. So if you lose everything in this world, so what? Henry Thoreau wrote a line, and I always remember this one. I can't remember anything else he wrote. But he wrote this one, and it stuck with me forever. What can you give me that I have not? What can you take from me that I've got? None of it matters. I really enjoyed the, the watching the Titanic, that movie, remember that? It was one of the funniest movies I ever watched. But if I put myself on the Titanic and think about this, you're in freezing water. You're not gonna last more than about a minute. You're sinking. You can't get to the lifeboats. And it was, what was funny to me, and because I knew it was a movie, not if it had been real, I wouldn't have thought it was funny. What was funny to me was watching people panic. Think about this. All those people panicking, some of them might have been Christian. In fact, probably all of them were. Some were probably ministers too, and they're all panicking. Think about this. You're on a ship that's going down. What's the panic for? Panic is what you do when there's a chance you'll survive. I thought it was hilarious watching people try to run away from the water. But we'll do strange things. We're all gonna die on this ship, so what? It's not the living death we might face if we fail to take God seriously. So I'm going to leave you with the challenge this morning. Go and risk your reputation to do the right thing in some way this week. Go and risk something you think you have for this thing that we really have. Does it cost a little money? So what? Does it cost you your reputation? So what? All the food that's out there is going to the food bank and we might feed somebody who doesn't really deserve it. So what? We're also feeding people who need it real, real bad. And there are bigger challenges coming our way where the gospel's concerned. Starting simple or starting big. Why isn't that hallway full? 
Why isn't it stacked to the ceiling? I know it's a tall ceiling, but I know we have the resources to do it. But when we live the gospel, we may not win. People may not like us. We might get hurt physically or emotionally or economically. We may lose everything. But the people who have heard and believed the good news will smile and say, so what? Amen. Come, let's stand and say who we are and to whom we belong.